Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with Ben. Here at the Ban Arbitrage Network, we combine data and experience to help you understand the world of collectible finance. I want to thank you for taking time to join us today. Today, we're going to be talking about some of those amazing things that have happened over this past week with Streets of New Capenna movements, as well as some of these upcoming releases that seem to never end. I want to welcome our guests uh, and hosts today. We have both Wit and Wolf today. How are you gentlemen doing? Doing good. I feel nice and light and fresh. I just drank my coffee and had a bagel. Doing well. as I am very happy to be done a lot of traveling. Um, So I finally get to get a couple weeks at home. Ooh, where'd you travel to? Uh, I flew out to L.A. for most of last week, which was the main reason why I was unable to upload uh, the the Feast and Famine Pride podcast for so long. But that that's we'll get there later. Spoilers ahead. Ooh, Feast and Famine. I love it. Hmm. I uh, ran. I helped run a 3K last uh, on Saturday. And we had an absolute blast doing it. Almost 100 players came out and played at a store's five-year anniversary. Had fun running it. We overstaffed it so I could train more judges. And we've identified three L2 candidates at that event. So I'm very excited to help make some L2s and be able to continue the building of competitive play in my local area. That's great. So we've seen a lot of different movements happening over the past few weeks, mainly with Baldur's Gate that's coming up. Baldur's Gate is releasing on, well, the spoilers start next Monday, 5.16. We're going to start watching those within the chat. We're going to be discussing them as they come up, as well as identifying those cards that are very, very important to MTG Finance. The other thing that we have to watch out for is also Double Masters 2 is releasing July 8th. Those spoilers will start at the end of June. So right after we get Baldur's Gate release, about two weeks after that, we'll be getting the spoilers for Double Masters 2. Wow. We are going to have a sizzling hot summer. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Some (laughs) of the stores I've been talking with have been asking, how do we even survive getting enough product in? Their cash flow, uh, their outlay for for pre-purchasing these is unbelievable just to be able to have enough product in that's the neat part they don't i say yeah i don't envy lgs's right now like on the one side it's gonna be exciting to like have that product coming into the stores but man that's just so much you know amount of money that you need to park into these sets and you have to make sure you sell everything that cash flow has to continue so it's wow yeah, you, you definitely have to have a really solid level of experience uh at your store you have to have a reserve of cash. You have to be able to uh, get credit to be able to purchase these because you're going to be paying this off very quickly. And with the 11% hike of of prices of cards that is happening, that's going to go direct from the distributors right into the LGS, right to the local player. All of these sets are going to be more expensive, even though that price hike isn't starting until September. It's kind of like gas. Whenever something happens, gas at the pump goes up. You know, the same thing's going to happen here. We've had an announcement that prices will go up. Prices are going to go up earlier than what we think. So uh, definitely something to be watching out for. Definitely something to be thinking about. Uh, you're going to want to start scheduling your your purchases over the next coming weeks and months to be able to have the capital available. 
We are coming into summer. Typically, during the summer, sales start to wane off, and then in the fall, they start to increase. We also have a upcoming depression uh, that's coming within the United States that's going to be affecting people's purchases. We're seeing the cost of, of goods increase for everyday life. So definitely be aware of all of those amazing things happening in the world of collectible finance. In that quick note, though, I would say like, while it is, you know, some of that does sound like bad news, keep in mind, it, you know, in the TCG world and when it comes to MTG finance, especially, uh, I would say there's never a bad season. I would say there's either a buying season or a selling season. And right now, uh, with everything going on, I think we're about to enter into quite the buy season. Mm-hmm. Leveraging our position and our money for, for bad times to buy cards. Mm-hmm. We are the evil cabal. I love it. I'm definitely going to be looking at buying collections over the summer. Uh, I'm hoping to increase my my ability to buy collections and just be able to find things for cheap. Uh, One of the things that's happening in Baldur's Gate is we are seeing a a new resurgence of die rolling. We're seeing advantage being added in. These are coming out with the spoilers. And what I want you to do is definitely be on the lookout for the fun cards that are coming up. The fun cards are things that that allow you to d- roll dice. Sword of Dungeons and Dragons. Those cards are the cards that you definitely want to hold on to and start looking for. It's not something I would necessarily buy into, but if you are if you are having a whole lot of fun with the die rolling uh, mentality within EDH, you definitely want to buy cards that see more casual play and just let your play group know that you're having fun with it. Let them know that you're playing silver bordered cards and have at it. I definitely wouldn't go deep on these fun cards, but definitely have a whole lot of fun with them. Wolf, you talked with pride this week pretty extensively and pride has been known to write extensively on market movements within the, uh, within the ban discord. What what did you and Pride talk about this past week? I think the thing that actually kicked it off was that uh, brought on uh, Mark as a as a mod, and he's been sitting a lot in the voice chat. Pride and I tripped into an accidental four and a half hour conversation last Sunday, so I figured it might be you know worth it to try and record some of that and just kind of get our thoughts down. Just um, tend to view things differently. So this past week we did a kind of a first test run. Apologies for my audio. I was, again, I was traveling, so I did not have my microphone, but uh, we basically just discussed the impact of just Nuka Penna on various formats. We talked about the neon ink, the gilded foils, basically changes to the list, uh, basically all that good stuff, the impacts on the playable formats that Capenna is going to have. And then we had probably a 45 minute tangent into the strength of the commander products coming out of Capenna. Uh, and that is also why I dropped that graph for anybody in the chat who wants to compare how uh, Capenna's Commander products has been selling versus prior sets. But uh, I, I mean, I think it's a really interesting conversation that uh, I get to have with him. So hopefully we'll be able to make this a somewhat consistent thing, at least until August, I believe, when his uh, position might take him elsewhere. But hopefully we'll, if that's a, of interest to folks, we might uh, tack that on to our, our usual podcast. So what are you calling this cast? Easter Famine. One of the things that we've been watching as well is all of the movements that New Capenna has been taking on the market. In this past week, Ban was able to jump in on some things that 
that were very, very, shall we say they were very profitable for us. <laughs> uh, I, I missed it by like five minutes because I was sleeping. Um, but ledger shredder grand crescendo, those cards really saw some movements this past week. Wolf, do you, do you have some stats on what happened with Ledger Shredder and Grand Crescendo? Oh, I sure do. Uh, it's actually it was really fun for me to check out was how little little amount of revenue was required to move the price point of, of these cards in the different versions. But uh, So we saw 2,300 copies of the base level Ledger Shredder, so the cheapest version, non-foil, sold. So that was about $3,800 worth of this card. I moved it from a dollar sixty. Wait, twenty three hundred copies sold hmm? for thirty eight hundred dollars. The price point went from a dollar sixty five to eight dollars, but that doesn't mean people are buying it now at eight dollars. Just means everybody bought them up at a dollar sixty and somewhere in between. So hold on, do you think people are waiting for for more cards to come out of this? Do you think people are still cracking? mass box openings right now to to find more i'm sure this will help drive box cracking but i think just what happened was that this was a card that got discovered so all the existing supply got bought up and now this price point will settle a little bit lower in general uh, but it'll just be another money card in the set that helps uh, drive the value of it it was just undiscovered and it got discovered this past week and basically raised the boat on all versions so the the extended art foil sold only 450 copies, but the price point went from $3.18 to $21.29. So, And that only took $1,800 worth of copies to have been sold out of that. So I'll let you guys do the math at home if you're, if you're listening to how I broke that down. But it does not take a lot of money to move these. But the interesting thing to note is that the average copies per order never goes above three. So this is very diverse demand coming from Ledger Shredder. So the entire community kind of dogpiled on this card all at once. This is one of those things where I would say it's absolutely impossible to really predict this kind of movement. Yeah, you can say this is an undervalued card, but just when the community collectively decides they want to dogpile on a card, this is what happens. So you're saying it doesn't go above three, like purchases don't, don't go above three copies. So... So people are not even buying like an actual playset. Is that what I'm hearing? Correct. I, I mean, if I looked at the individual orders, I'm sure there there's some. There are 2,300 copies sold and there were uh, 731 orders. So that averages out to be about three copies per order. So this card is playing is seeing play in Merktide in Modern. Uh, Pioneer, it's seeing more diverse play. Uh, it's actually being played quite a bit in Grease Fang as well as Phoenix and Jeskai Combo in Pioneer. Right now, the standard lists are pretty, pretty, really pretty low. Um, but it could see a lot of play in the coming weeks. This could definitely be a wall in a control deck when you're trying to get through your deck and be able to, to purchase a, a, well, be able to find the cards that you need to win. But the reality is, is this really does die to Deathblade. Pretty quick. <laughs> Never forget Deathblade. I see what you did there. Can't forget Deathblade. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think on that note, I'll I'll drive the bus along so we can get off that awkward topic. Really? Getting too really? late. Oh yeah, no, no. Let's go ahead and let's talk about Grand Crescendo. 
Yeah. Um, Speaking of Deathblade, this helps prevent Deathblade from killing. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, this is basically another version of heroic intervention. I believe this is the white and white and then X, and you create one one tokens, and it makes all your creatures indestructible. Did I recall that from memory correctly? Yep. Yep. Awesome. 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 So. This card, its sales are hilarious because this is this is so inverted from what we just saw with Ledger Shredder. Baseline non-foil version was where a lot of the uh, movement came from and where most of the orders were. Uh, for Grand Crescendo, we got the two versions. We've got the uh, regular baseline and then the extended art, both non-foils. And while a lot more of the regular copies sold, actually over double, 527 copies of Grand Crescendo sold this last week. 157 of the extended art the uh non-extended art the baseline actually just enjoyed a much 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 greater uh price increase than the extended art which is kind of fascinating so it seems that the uh the ea version was was not as uh undervalued the the normal version definitely got the a lot more of the attention this week so I have no idea why that might be. Maybe it's Commander product, but in this instance, it definitely was the better position financially, no question whatsoever, from churn to value to have had the non-EA versions. Yeah, well, I know that Pride in our Discord here has talked about talked about it a little bit, and uh, I mean, he talked really well of this card because this card, uh, it's it's a heroic intervention which gives indestructibility. It provides tokens, but also if done correctly, it also kind of also becomes a fog as well. So this card is very versatile. It's white, which means, and white needs, you know, uh -huh. anything that's remotely decently strong, white loves. I mean, if this was like a green card, it wouldn't be as, uh, as hyped. But, but yeah, I think I remember seeing this card in, in real time as it was getting bought up. It, there was already a low supply and it just cleared out within almost an instant. Pretty wild when you think about it. Uh, you've you've got a couple of cards here on the list that you've been looking at over the past few weeks. Uh, what are you seeing happen with the reserve list? Yeah, these are interesting choices. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. So there are two cards I'm highlighting on my end. Uh, Psychic Allergy from the Dark and Unfulfilled Desires from Mirage. So... Now I uh, it, it surprised me. Uh, I mean, well, to some degree. So Psychic Allergy, so both are obviously reserveless. So Psychic Allergy is from the dark. It's a rare. It's five mana, and it's just a really, it's honestly not a very good card, because all it does is, it's an enchantment. It says you choose a color when you when you cast it, and during your, an opponent's upkeep, it deals one damage to that opponent for every card of that color. Uh, and then, of course, on your upkeep, you have to sacrifice two islands to keep it, or you or Psychic Allergy is destroyed. It is not a good card. I don't. I, I I don't know what pushed it except for it's just another buyout with the dark. It's a rare. That's all I've got for Psychic Allergy. And then as for Mirage, I believe it was called out on Brainstorm Brewery last week. Uh, that's what I'm being told in in the channel right now. Uh, I mean, and it is a good commander card, so I could see that very much being a card worth going up. You know, that deserves going up, but. Um, I don't know if this would actually hold the price right now. So, yeah, honestly, both cards. I'm like, I I have I had copies of both. I already had I already sold all my psychic allergies off, 
So at the new price point of around 40 to 50 bucks. So I'm happy there. Uh, I believe I'm the cheapest copy on unfu- with unfulfilled desire. So if I sell them at the fit new 14, $15 point, that's exciting. These are cards. I don't really see as long-term. I mean, unless, uh, you know, so I, I guess what I would say on this is like, if you want to hold, if you have these cards, I would either a sell them now and get the profit and run with it or put it in your closet and check back in a couple years. So it's kind of like, you know, the spike, the spike bus has just arrived. You either get on or you wait or you wait again for a long time. So what are you guys' thoughts? Yeah. Either you're going to put it in to the, you're going to put it into the closet and wait on it to, to spike again, or you're going to find somebody local that needs it and doesn't want to be able to purchase it online. It's, it's one of those things where you just have to be aware of your market and be aware of your ins and outs, as well as trying to decide how much money you want to hold up over the next year. Yeah, it's definitely not like a, wow, this is the new price point. It's going to stick with no doubt. I wouldn't even call it the flavor of the month. It's like the flavor of the week. Once the week is over, it, mm-hmm. the prices are going to continue to settle down more and more. And I, I can see psychic allergy settling down around 20, unfulfilled desires, maybe around eight. But I could be wrong, though. I mean, this is the reserve list. This is uh, the kind of market that we have. So it's Wild Wild West. Anything goes. This is uh, when I th- this feels like the day traders playing in the reserve list pool, which is not where they should be playing. And I mean, it's working for them. But uh, like these these flavor of the months, like this is not what <laughs> I say. This is not how it should be treated. But if you're making money, that's exactly how it should be treated. Um, but like when when you see these like cheap spikes with reserve list, um, I would, I would not recommend anybody really committing to that kind of play. Storing these in your closet and letting people do the pump and dump over a couple of years so it drives the price point up is I just think is just play with reserve lists. I mean, just bet on the industry going up. But uh, I mean, I guess if if this is where you want to to do your your, your I don't know. We'll hope the community buys into it and and then get out really quickly. Uh, I think there's a lot easier places to do that. See Grand Crescendo and Ledger Shredder. But if you want to do it with reserve list, I mean, God bless you. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely other places in the reserve list where you can do, you know, have the same effect but have a stronger position. But yeah, I would not put Psychic Allergy or Unfulfilled Desires in the, in my top ten by any means whatsoever. So again, I would re- I would repeat this and say that if you have these and you're not planning on storing them for 10 years, sell them now. Just get out of it. I think it's completely one of those things that you have to figure out what you want to do with your money in the long term. And, you know, it's just find some way to make money off of what you have. And maybe this is not where you want to rest your money. Maybe you already have this card and you want to, you want to get out of it now. Completely reasonable things to do. That being said, uh, we've seen some new movement from Neo Commander, uh, Neo Kamigawa Commander cards. Uh, Tivit is causing a couple of cards to uh, see some really high demand here in the U.S. And a lot of these cards are selling at the $1 range. I'm looking back over the sales history over the past couple of weeks. It's about a dollar a card for... Uh, some of these voting cards. Uh, We have cards like Illusion of Choice, which allows you to choose how each player votes. The other one that's that's pretty interesting is Split Decision. 
both of these cards you can get for just pennies in the European Union. Uh, pennies right now are, they just are really cheap. You know, these cards are something that you, if you find a stack of, of 20 of them and you buy them for pennies on the dollar, the shipping, you know, kind of evens out at that point. And then you, you bring them over to the U S you put them up on TCG player for a dollar, dollar 50 to, to three bucks a piece. And you just slowly make your money back on them. You know, yeah, you'll clear about 25%, but is it, that's the question that you have to wonder about. Where are you going to make your money? How are you going to do it? This is not sexy. It's not amazing. It's just, you know, you're making a 50 cents to a dollar on a card, you know, and is that something you're willing to do right now? But we are seeing a lot of movement with them. They are selling a lot of cards right now, and it's something that people want to get into. So if you have these sitting in, in the back of your closet from uh, Conspiracy, go ahead and keep pulling them out and selling them right now. Uh, the buy list is not supporting it, so this is really a TCG player play. The other cards that you want to start looking at is the cards involving dice. And Wit, you've, you've talked about this more than anything. Yeah, it's... Well, so I talked about it, but honestly my result would be it's still inconclusive because there's just not a lot of really good dice rolling cards, to be honest, because like if you look at uh, adventure of the forgotten realms, we were not really given a lot of amazing dice rolling cards. So with the Baldur's gates coming out next, you know, with spoilers coming out next week, I'm trying to see, I was, you know, we were talking and I'm like, okay, so what's, what are some dice rolling cards that we need to look at? And as we went on Scryfall, we looked around, we saw all the dice rolling cards, anything that had anything to do with dice rolling. And there's just not really anything that's fantastic. I think the best card that we came across was Krok's Other Thumb, which is a silver border card. So my so in regards to Krok's Other Thumb, I would say keep an eye out on the foils. I would not buy anything right now. Um because I think the price is already a bit inflated, but right now on TCG player, as of the recording, as, as, as we are recording right now, there are 18 listings for foil copies. So mm-hmm. I would just say, keep an eye out on some of the dice rolling cards, listen to content creators from, you know, whether it's us, whether it's brainstorm brewery, whether it's other people on YouTube, listen out and figure out, okay, what are people talking about in regards to dice rolling? And if there's something that is being brought up and heavily pushed, you could you go by on by all means buy in if you think that's the right move. But right now I cannot endorse. I cannot push for any of the dice rolling cards right now because there's just nothing that sticks out right now. So it's a great mechanic. It's really cool, but nothing too strong yet. Absolutely. I want to thank everybody for joining us here on Breakfast with Ban. It's been a fantastic morning just to get started with. I hope that you enjoy our 20-minute discussions, being able to get a rundown of what's happening in the world of collectible finance. If you'd like to join us on the Ban Discord, please head on over to the Patreon and join there. Hop in the Discord. Check us out on mtgband.com or follow us on Twitter to stay up to date on the movements in the collectible finance field. So maybe next time you could hop in on Ledger Shredder at a dollar or Grand Crescendo when it was five. 
just something that we're aware of right now. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a good rest of your day. Later. Later.